The Shy and Mighty podcast is on a softly spoken mission to help shy people be more mighty. Shy people don't need fixing. We don't need to change who we are. But in a world filled with noise and hot air, it's time for us to speak up and stop hiding. Hello and welcome to Shy and Mighty with me, Nadia Finer. And today I'm joined by my lovely guest, Sheila Kadir. And Sheila's here to talk to us about her journey from being shy to shy and mighty. Welcome to Shy and Mighty, Sheila. Hi, Nadia. Lovely to be here. <laughs> hey, hey. Do you want to just tell us all a little bit about yourself and the work that you're doing at the moment? I've got a background in corporate, so I spent many years in working for very high-level companies in IT and telecommunications. I then, because I kept being made redundant, I then joined the police, which is really, really interesting. From that, I now run a company called Cloud9Minds, which is all about employee wellness, and it's a digital platform for people to get workshops, meditations, to help with their mental health and their wellness in general. Fantastic. And I've I've never met anybody who's had quite a journey like this <laughs> via the police and then into entrepreneurship. And I've I've been looking at your website and it looks amazing. So I'm really honoured to have you here today. Let's talk about your shyness, shall we? Seeing as that's why we're here today. (laughs) So first of all, I'm wondering, when did you first realise that you were a shy person? So it all began as a child, as I'm sure it does with everybody, where you don't mix with other children, you want to be on your own, you're not very forward, and your parents will then always say, oh, it's all right, she's shy. And so that kind of sticks with you, doesn't it, as you're growing up and then you become this shy person. It's like a label maybe that you get given. It It is, yeah. It seems to define us, doesn't it, once somebody first... It does. ...says that to you. Are there any particular things that you remember from when you were a kid that maybe happened or things that you shied away from? So I always shied away from big groups or being, you know, being with the in crowd. I was always the nerdy one, um, (laughs) like studying and wanting to learn because I had a passion for learning. And I preferred that because I didn't want to be in all the big gossipy with all the gossipy girls. And that's kind of how how I was as a child and, and growing up, just not wanting to be in the mix of things and in the drama I I just needed to to be by myself really on the edge maybe do you think you felt safer on the edge or did you feel like you just didn't want to be like them I kind of felt safer so I like to watch so I would be on the peripheral just looking and seeing how people acted with each other you know what was going on and if it was safe for me to actually speak because you quite often as a shy person you didn't feel safe you you kind of thought that oh they're just going to make fun of me you know nothing I say is going to be of any value so you kind of always kept quiet and this continues throughout your life 
So you mentioned there sort of fears that you had around people judging you or criticising what you had to say or not being good enough. Were you aware that those were the things that you were that you were afraid of? Not at that point, no. It, it took a long time on my personal development journey to realise that those were things that were holding me back. So like fears and... Yeah, I definitely think that fear does impact upon shyness. It's almost like maybe shyness is the kind of outward sort of manifestation of of these fears that because you're afraid of those things, you feel shy and then you behave in in a shy way. Does that sound like something that you would agree with, would you say? Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. So because you have those fears you never kind of get get over that you won't put yourself out there and that continues and you miss out on so much in life because other people who are not shy will go and grab things won't they and take those opportunities whereas we we don't when you're shy you're always in the background and you don't make that leap yeah and I think what you said before about the other people's drama It seems to me that when you see other people grabbing opportunities, we maybe tell ourselves that that's because they're a certain way. Mm. They're being overbearing or bossy or bullish, and we justify that behaviour. But really, in many cases, it's us being afraid of going there and therefore avoiding doing those things because we've decided that we're shy. Absolutely. Um, If you see what I mean. Yeah, absolutely. It's a shame. It seems a shame to me. And I think you mentioned that you started off in corporate. And I'm wondering how your shyness played out in the workplace. I had lots of quite good jobs, actually. So I worked for IT companies, telecommunications companies in product management. So my roles were kind of dealing with people and having to be quite forceful in getting things done which was quite difficult but I still felt that I was held back and I wasn't loud enough and I wasn't you know you'd get on conference calls and people would be shouting at each other this has to be done now and I just wasn't like that and I remember one time actually I thought right I'm I'm gonna have a go at being loud and (laughs) you know I really pushed pushed myself I was shouting at people and everyone after that call they just said oh my gosh what what's wrong with her what's gone it got into her because it just wasn't it wasn't me didn't feel comfortable never did it again that's so funny they thought there's something (laughs) wrong they did what's wrong with Sheila you know is she having some kind of breakdown it's what what they thought oh my goodness yeah. But the thing was, you were mimicking their behaviour. So perhaps yeah. they didn't realise that's what they come across like all the time. Yeah. That's, oh my goodness. That's pretty funny. You And you didn't feel like you could turn around and say, oh, I was just being like you, babe. No, I, I really couldn't, couldn't say that. I was just trying to emulate, you know, my bosses and all the other people in the team. Because I was always this quiet person, the shy person that wouldn't say say anything. And I thought, no, I've, if I'm going to get on in corporate, I'm going to have to be different. But it, it didn't work. Yeah. 
But maybe being different is about you finding your own way of being rather than trying to copy others, sort of aping their behaviour. So what happened after that? Did you decide to to kind of forge ahead with your own unique style? Was it less conscious than that? I just continued in my own way. And very shortly after that, I was actually made redundant. (laughs) At that point, after that redundancy, I think I'd had, that was my third redundancy at that time. And I thought, right, I've had it with corporate life. And I joined the police. And that was so difficult to to make that transition and to do and to get in as well it's not an easy easy thing to get in but I thought no I'm, I'm going to do it and being shy was a real problem being a police officer I can tell you oh my goodness I cannot imagine being a shy police officer it fills me with a sort of sense of apprehension just thinking about it (laughs) yeah (laughs) so firstly what possessed you what made you choose that as a path it's always something I'd been interested in as a child growing up I wanted to become um, a mounted police officer because I loved horses Oh my goodness, Sheila, I have to tell you, that was my dream as well. Oh my God, (laughs) I was really into horses. I wanted to be a Mountie, but they wouldn't let girls be Mounties all those years ago. You weren't allowed. Yeah, and all those years ago, you had to be a certain height as well. And I never, (laughs) ever got to 5'4", which was the minimum at that point. But because of (laughs) discrimination laws, they had to take the height limit off and when I found that out I thought right I'm gonna go for it I'm gonna join and I did oh my goodness you're epic I'm so glad that you did that because when I was younger and I wanted to be a Mountie I'm not sure I'd really thought it through I was determined because you could ride horses but then when I was the right you know when I was growing up being a girl was a problem because they didn't let you in so I kind of gave up on it but I've never met anybody else that wanted to do that so I feel like we've got a connection that's pretty cool wow so you decided to pursue it and go into the police was that like the first step on your journey to becoming a Mountie that you would go into the British police yeah so I joined the British police that was my dream to become a mounted police officer within the police However, once I got in, (laughs) I found out that the mounted police, their primary role is is actually um, public disorder. And so that is, you know, getting getting in in amongst it, shields and, and all that sort of stuff. And I remember we had to do public order training as part of our two year kind of probation. And they make you run round with all that kit on. And you imagine you're running around with a shield, one of those big long shields. You've got the boots, you've got the helmet on and they make you run. And it's about, I don't know, it must be over a mile, maybe maybe even more. And I cried all the way round. I literally oh cried. God, <laughs> I feel like I want to give you a hug. That sounds dreadful. But my ambitions were slightly different because I wanted to be the one in the Canadian ah. police. I'm not Canadian. So I was going to be a Mountie in Canada oh. and like fight bears and stuff. So oh, right. obviously I hadn't really thought it through. Yeah. Yours was more practical, but sounds terrible. So yeah. the idea of running with a shield that's basically bigger than you yeah, it was. for a mile. Yeah, oh my or God. might that have was... even been longer than than a mile. And 
I was going, no, I can't do it, I can't do it. And I was crying. The trainers were kind of walking around with me saying, come on, you, you know, you've got to keep going, keep going. Because if you didn't, you, you wouldn't pass that, that part and you had to kind of pass it. So I just yeah. walked in the end because I was just in bits. <laughs> was there a lot of shouting? Because I can imagine they're yelling at you. Yeah, yeah. And that people are kind of shouting instructions. And as a shy, quiet person, how did that feel? It's horrible, to be honest. It's not nice at all. But that is the whole ethos. You know, you have to follow orders. You're shouted at. It's really, really tough. And they put you in that situation because if you do become a mounted police officer, you are going into riots. And when I found, you know, when I really saw the bigger picture, it wasn't for me. (laughs) And I, I gave up on that dream. I'm not surprised. That sounds really challenging in many, many ways. I'm so proud of you for trying, though, and for giving it a go and following your dream. But it's okay to try something and then find it's not quite what you had in mind or it doesn't work. But I cannot imagine being a shy person in the police. I feel like the confrontational situations that you would have had to face would have been really challenging. (laughs) Did you actually have to deal with difficult stuff like that yeah as an officer because I then obviously became a police officer so I was a frontline officer dealing with you know violent disorder people fighting and having to get in amongst that it was for me that was the worst thing ever and we used to have to do what's called nighttime economy so you go out and hang about outside the nightclubs when they're closing to stop fights and you've got like thousands of people coming towards you and fights kicking off it was horrendous absolutely awful I would I'd never want to do that again I feel your pain even just talking about it so I'm interested to know because you were working in that kind of environment something that was in complete opposition to the way you like to behave the way you are how did that impact you, not just in the job, but maybe, you know, when you got home, did it have an effect on you and how you felt? It, it did, yeah, because you were having to be a complete, you were, well, you were trying to be a different person. So when you got home, what I used to, to do is have like a little cool down period in the car where I'd listen to music to chill me out, to get me back to me. And what I did find is I wanted to get off frontline ASAP and I was actually put into another role because of my gifts in other areas. So the shyness and the quietness and the ability to listen became very important in the job that I was actually um, put into to do. That's wonderful because I believe that there are there's a positive side to being shy. How would you summarize that? What would you say that looks like? So in that particular instance, the upside of that was I became what they called a specially trained officer. So that was dealing with victims of serious sexual assault and rape. So I would have been first on scene to deal with the victim so my calm nature and being quite shy I could get into rapport with them really quickly and make the whole process as easy as possible for them and then interviewing them 
I was able to listen and using my skill that the quieter side of me meant that I got more out of them and they related to me better. So, you know, I got really good, um, good evidence from them. I mean, that's wonderful to hear. And I, I had never, I mean, I knew that we have good listening skills and I can sense that we are able to build rapport. I would never have considered that there were roles within the police where you would be able to use those skills. It's brilliant to hear. Mm. How did you uncover that role for yourself? Did someone spot your skills and recommend that you moved across or was it something that you made happen for yourself? I saw the role advertised and I just inquired about it and I did I, I had a very brief interview and immediately was given the job so it wasn't announced like to, it was like a very informal announcement but I got in there quick because I thought I could really do this and I really want to help because I had a background my own personal background which again came from being shy and not wanting to stand up for myself was domestic violence and so I wanted to help other people so I immediately went for that role and I really loved it I absolutely loved helping people it's fantastic you mentioned the domestic violence there do you think that as a shy person we maybe have a tendency to be pushed around I feel we do, yeah. I mean, I for me, I certainly did. I went into quite bullying relationships until I'd broken that pattern and actually found the strength to stand up for myself, which was hard. And it just reinforces the pattern that you've had as a child of being the quiet one, being the shy one. As a shy, quiet child, as we grow up, there's a danger, I guess, that we... We've fallen into this pattern of being, I want to say, dominated or kind of controlled a little bit. And then that can play out in our relationships, not just in a work situation. I know that personally, I've had, I've been bullied in a work situation. And I think that as a shy person, I think sometimes we can attract people who are bullies by nature because we don't appear to stand up for ourselves. Yeah, I totally agree with that. It's like we have some kind of label on our foreheads and people, they see that and they think, right, okay, we do. We just seem to attract it until we get out of that pattern. You know, it comes from, as a child, maybe having less self-esteem, less confidence, because we're not loud and overbearing and we're reserved. So... I definitely attracted two quite difficult relationships in my life until I'd broken that pattern. And how did you go about finding the strength within you and to change up that pattern? It may sound a little bit strange, to be honest, but my spirituality kicked in at that point. I was having a really, really difficult time within a particular relationship and something just happened and I kind of got myself out of a very very dangerous situation it may sound completely woo-woo but I'm going to say it anyway 
it literally someone spoke to me I don't know whether it was an angel something like that but someone spoke to me and told me how to get out of the house so I didn't get hurt basically wow Sheila I feel like I've got goosebumps all (laughs) over me just listening to this but thank goodness that you did hear that and I don't think There's no right way, is there? There's no one solution for everybody. So if it does sound a bit woo-woo, you know, that's fine for me. I think I found my strength through boxing, which is also random. (laughs) (laughs) There's different ways for everybody. The main thing is that I believe that we all have that strength within us, even if we don't know it's there yet, even if we're not quite in touch with it, it is there. And, you know, you found yours in a spiritual way. I found mine in the gym. So I would encourage anybody who feels maybe that they don't have that strength in them, that they are, if you feel weaker or less than because you're shy, I don't believe that's true. I think it's in there somewhere and it's just about uncovering that hidden strength somehow. Absolutely. I'm really grateful that you shared that with us, Sheila. I think that's really powerful. I want to talk to you now about the work that you do now in your new business, which helps a lot of people. Yes. So my daughter worked for a company and she's very much like me. So she's shy. She suffers from social anxiety and she, she felt like she was being pushed out of her job. She was being undermined. She uh, suffered a mental breakdown and was literally pushed out. So she left. And together we decided we wanted to do something to help people in the workplace and bring more information about mental health and wellness to the workplace in an easy format that is easily digestible. So what we've created are very short workshops that are all online so people can get access to them 24-7 so they can have a look at home and we've got meditations on there as well because meditations are so good for calming you down when you feel anxious or when you feel stressed Um, and as a shy person as well it's really important I think one of the the key things that I do as a shy person is actually meditate it really helps to calm me and get my thoughts together so that I can then carry on with the rest of my day. For someone who's never meditated, can you just explain what exactly you do? So what I have done is I've recorded guided meditations. So I literally will take you on a journey. So for example, there are meditations to help you get to sleep. So if you're having trouble sleeping, then I will guide you. So I'll take you on a little journey by voice to help you relax. That's meditation for me. There are other ways of meditating by just sitting and being still or just breathing. But for me, I like to listen to someone talking to me to guide me. And then that helps me kind of go off into a a different state, if you like, and that kind of just recharges me. 
I think you're right with the guided meditations. It sounds like if you've not done it before, mm. listening to somebody talking is is an easier way of getting into it rather than trying to kind of sit quietly by yourself and not think about stuff. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I hadn't really considered that before. I always thought that it was something which you had to do in silence on your own. So it certainly sounds like something that would be worth having a go at. So if you're listening to this and you fancy checking out Sheila's guided meditations and her platform, where should we go to find out more? So the website is www.cloud9minds.com and the nine is a number nine. Perfect. I would definitely recommend that you go and have a look because it's it looks fantastic and really, really impressive. And I love the fact that you're able to help so many people in the workplace, not just kind of one at a time. You know, you're really you're helping a lot of people and it's changing a lot of lives. Sheila, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on Shine Mighty with me today. I really appreciate you sharing your story with us. I hope that we can stay in touch and that you'll pop by again sometime come in for another chat that would be lovely thank you so much it's been fantastic bye sheila bye the shine mighty society is a safe place for shy people to shine learn specific techniques to help you improve your confidence and overcome limiting beliefs make quiet connections with people just like you coaching support and encouragement to coax you out of the shadows and help you reach your goals. Head over to shinemighty.com to find out more.